Listener Production. Our dirty little secret of two tasty Pop-Tarts of joy that nobody talks about. Shh. If too many people listen, they may have to become grown-ups. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, 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 lots of stuff happening in the world. Um, you see that baseballer that's getting paid... $600,000 a game. Just signed a 10-year, $700 million US dollar deal. 700 mil? Yep. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty outrageous. Uh, Jewel and Kevin Costner are reportedly dating. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I wouldn't have known that at all. Well, Belinda's a big Jewel fan. She used to listen to, uh, she used to have the Jewel album, so I'm sure she'll be Jewel. excited to hear that. Um, but uh, also, speaking of Belinda, I, I also today, actually, I'll tell you a story about something that happened when I was in Sydney. But speaking of being in Sydney, um, you will hear that story later on. Before we get to that, we're staying in a hotel, Dice. So how weird's this? Mm. Staying in a hotel, Belinda ducks out. Um, I think she was going to get a smoothie or something. Comes back, comes back to the hotel and wants to ask for a bowl and a spoon to be brought up to our hotel room mm. so we can have breakfast next morning for Sophia. Mm-hmm. So she asks reception, but she forgets what room we're in. Yeah. So she's like, oh, it's either 2012 or 2013. She couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the lady's like, and then, she, and then she's, and then Belinda just goes, oh, I think it's 2012. Then the lady taps into the, at the reception, taps in and goes, Belinda, is that the name? And Belinda's like, yes, that would be it. Yep. And then she's like, but that's so weird. Cause I, I don't remember Matt putting my name on the reservation. <laughs> on the booking. Yeah. So anyway, we come back upstairs. Then she realizes we're actually in 2013. Which means that there is a Belinda in 2012 who now gets a bowl and a spoon <laughs> just randomly delivered to her for no uh, good reason. The person comes up and uh, uh, oh, she answers the door. I was like, ah, uh, Belinda, here's this bowl and spoon you asked for. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're the weirdest thing. Um, I know. We, we did ask you, when does your name cause the mix-up on the back of this as well? Bridget said, my auntie calls me Richard because she can't pronounce Bridget. I now answer to Richard. Um, Abby, when I first registered at work, I put down my name, Abby Lee. It came back as Baby Lee. <laughs> I reckon, Abby, you should call yourself Baby Lee. Like, that is the, that's the cooler name. Yeah, you need to start a, a musical act, act and call yourself Baby Lee instead of A-B-B-Y Lee. Mix it up. And Daniel said, my name is Daniel Smith. When I was waiting at the doctor's office, they called Daniel Smith. And another Daniel Smith walked in and got my travel vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> So be careful out there, people. <laughs> it's a, it's hey, look, a strange we re- world. <laughs> we got a really big show for you. We're finally getting around to Clickfish as well. True, but much um, awaited. It's, I know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, stories from on the road. It's going to be a great one. Let's dive right in. Hey, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're all having a good one. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. I was talking to some friends on the weekend, Alex Dyson. In re- IRL? Yeah, in real life. They've got a daughter, some around sort of Sophia's age. Um, but they were telling me that there was a bit of an incident at daycare. Oh, no. Daycare incident. Yeah. They've just started a new NCIS TV series in Sydney. I think that, you know, they've done a bunch of them. And they did with CSI as, as well, just all over the shop. The next NCIS needs to be daycare. Oh, yeah. Investigations. There'd be a lot of bites. That, like it's it's oh, always man. a bite. Another bite episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, or hurt himself, hit with a stick, something like that. It'll all be the yep. same stuff because those are the sort of standard incidents. You know, you get there, 
and you know, the daycare person usually comes over and says, oh, you know, um, now, you know, your child was involved in an incident. Mm. Um, someone bit them <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't tell you who it was, but don't worry, we've talked to them. Then you start thinking, okay, who's this little shit that bit my kid? Yeah. Why, why are they, are they legally, they're not allowed to tell you? Yeah, because it starts, because it literally does start. You start going, all right, who did it? <laughs> you go, you do go all CIS. Then you get angry and you're like, I yeah. bet it was that, I bet it was that kid. That kid always bites. Mm. Who's going to stop this kid from biting all the time? Um, but then your kid just runs over and tells you who did it anyway. Yeah. Like you just like, how was your day? And they'd be like, Molly bit me. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, they're not great at covering their tracks. It's not like <laughs> no. I got bitten. you're looking around and they've already, you know, <laughs> shot off. You can't tell who it was. Um, but anyways, no, this was a different incident. So, um, what they found, what happened was, um, one of the girls at daycare and her friend had brought a lighter to daycare mm -hmm. because they wanted to start a fire so that they could cook marshmallows. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd tell the police that as well <laughs> if they pulled me aside and asked why I was starting <laughs> fires. Oh, I just but wanted I, to cook some marshmallows. <laughs> oh, really? Really? That's interesting because your skate rink business has not been going all that well <laughs> recently. And so, <laughs> so you've just taken out an insurance policy over it against arson. And now you want to start cooking marshmallows on the in the bloody kitchen. Very, very it's pretty hongy. It was pretty wild though. Like, I mean, and, and like totally innocently, it makes perfect sense logically, but yeah, yeah, it's quite like, I was like, that's quite naughty to, to, um, you know, to be conspiring to two little four-year-olds going, well, I know if we ask to bring a lighter, we won't, they'll probably <laughs> say no. Yeah. So let's just you bring do kind one of, anyway. You do know that when you're young, like <laughs> yeah. you kind of do get that. You don't get everything. I don't think you, yeah. I don't think you understand why it would be bad. Like. Yeah. You just know that you would not be allowed. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna do it, or or you're opportunistic at that at that age. Mm. You're you're getting ready for kindy or whatever. Someone's like, go pick up your shoes. You know, let's say your parent has just left a mm. lighter, you know, on the kitchen bench. Maybe they use it like I use one to start the barbecue. Maybe mm. they've just sort of seen it and gone, oh, okay. I mean, I always put it out of reach, but you know, yeah. who knows? Someone might have just left it on the counter and then suddenly, ooh, I've got an idea. Mm. You know, put two and two together. Um, yeah, you do that because when I was young and I would have been about, yeah, four, I took a, going through the checkout and the, you know, always as you're going through there, you're sitting in the trolley or whatever, they've got the, the goodies tempting you into a last minute purchase. <laughs> but unfortunately for them, Alex Dyson at the time decided to use his five finger discount and chucked <laughs> a kinder <Did> surprise <laughs> in the middle pocket of my hoodie. Right, what? that I was wait. Wearing. How old were you? Like four, I, I guess. You knew. Wait, you knew what you were doing. Well, you know, I just <laughs> wanted a kid's surprise. I would have grabbed one. That's what happened. But the evidence to suspect that I knew that this was the wrong thing to do was if I told my dad. I'm sure that he would have said, "No, we got to put that back." <laughs> and that's why, we're looking back on it, what I did was a little bit suspicious. Which was as we were walking home. It was in my hoodie thing and we went past Spotlight Mornable and they had one of those like 20 cent horse rides out the front of it. Remember we were sort of near that and I put it on the ground behind the horse and I think walked away and then said, oh, look what I found. Kind of surprise on the ground. We can keep stuff that's found on the ground, man. 
So uh, Daiso was eating good that night. <laughs> I did not know that you had this criminal background. Mm. This criminal I'm big, history. I'm a big rule follower these days, but <laughs> tell you what, it's I'm a reformed man after that. That, that is wild. From Target Warnable. Well, tell you except, what. Except for some Kalamata olives a couple of years ago. Oh, oh yes, that's right. I that did was... accidentally walk out. I'm seeing a pattern here, Daiso. The Kalamatas were in a pocket I don't usually use, all right? The big jackets. <laughs> Who doesn't notice a whole thing of olives in their pocket? I don't know. I'm usually, anyway. usually weighted down by just some fat stacks. And so, all I don't that, know. I just, all that money. Yeah. Well, uh, I did ask you, what's the naughtiest thing you've done as a kid without even realizing it? Um, and a lot of people got in touch with us on this. Yeah, this is this popped off. Steven said, I, I wore a footy shirt that said state of orgasm on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, is that you? Instead of state of origin, state of <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> wow. Surely your parents could have been a little bit like, hey, word, word up, Stevie. That shirt's not a props. Depending on where you wore it, probably free dress day at school. Yikes. I'm sure there has to be an orgasm and rugby joke in there, surely. Um, yeah, what is what would it be? Something about scrum scrum feeding the ball into the scrum, does that work? <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Orgasm, convert, try. <laughs> Greg Inglis. Out of bounds. What did you say? Greg Inglis. Um, Darren Lockyer. Darren <laughs> Lockyer up your daughters. Just... <laughs> um, all right. No. Let's... <laughs> all right. Let's get on with it, hey. Uh, at Bogan Bushman said, are we going to keep that in? I doubt it. <laughs> um, uh, Link, our incredible editor's back from holidays, so that, as I know, is out. He wouldn't let that slip through the net. If that slips through the net, Link is still, you know, coming out of a He's time got the palm stupor. trees behind him. Yeah. He's got the Mai Tais <laughs> next to his, uh, his desk still going. Um, I scr- at Bogan Bushman said, I scratched a smiley face into the paint of our brand new car with a rock. <laughs> oh, that is no good. That is no good. I mean, artistic. That man's name now, Banksy. That's who that is now. <laughs> um, Taylor got in touch with us. Taylor said, I broke into my neighbor's house when they were out and stole their toys because they were better than mine. <laughs> what? As Taylor... That's incredible. Like cat burglar on the loose. Imagine, look, where'd you get those toys? Aren't they? Next to, yeah. How'd you get them? Oh, I just broke into their house and stopped. <laughs> Went through them. the window. Wow. Oh my goodness. Katie said, I touched a painting in the National Museum and we got kicked out. No good, Katie. Oh, my goodness. Um, depends on what painting, though. Uh, Jess said, My brother took my mum's engagement ring to school to give to a girl and it was never seen again. Oh dear. That's not even a funny one, I'm sure, in the family. That <laughs> well, would be tough to get over. just the engagement ring, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, also, we got to feel for Jess's brother. Obviously got the rejection. It's not easy, yeah, to, you know, to... to well, 
get down on one knee for a girl that's in primary school and then, you know, have everyone, you know, for her to say no and then throw the ring away. How do we know that she said no? Well, because the ring was never seen again. Well, maybe she, well yeah, probably because she took it. So probably said yes. <laughs> but she wouldn't, she, well, then she's probably having an affair because she's not wearing it every day, is she? Ari, I carved a name into the dining table, a table that had been handed down through four generations. Mmm. Oh, yep. I carved my name into that. At least Ari's only like a short name. It wasn't like, you know. Penelope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we also have another Matt on the phone right now. Matt, you and your brothers got up to something when you were little. Yeah, we uh, we had a bit of a phase when we were sort of 12, 13 years old where we uh would skate quite a lot. So we were quite into mm. uh, building some ramps as mm. best we could. What'd you build um, them out of? Uh, well, anything we could really find. Mm. So um, that happened to be, uh, there was a, a house, a couple of houses down that was getting built at the time. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we kind of couldn't believe our luck when there was just wood just kind of just next to us. So good. <laughs> spare, spare, wood, spare wood on the side of the road. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Planks so, of um, wood. Yep. Kind of. <laughs> And um, it was even better that it kind of got replenished every weekend. So um, <laughs> new we, ramp every week. Sick. Pretty much, yeah. There was um, there was many many weekends that we would just wander over and take take a few bits of wood and build build whatever we could. Yep. Didn't think much of it at all. Perfect. Yeah. Until very very recently that we um yeah we kind of realised that we were pretty much just stealing. <laughs> Yeah, and that house now has three walls. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes. I don't know if it ever got completed. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Well, how many ramps can one skate crew have? (laughs) When you're you're 12 and 13, you need to to, um, go through a fair few because we Mm. weren't very good. We weren't the best carpenters, so. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so, yeah, you weren't. Okay, so not only were you stealing the wood, but you were ruining it. Yeah. And not even yeah. doing a good job making it. Okay, great. I'm sure the people pretty, building pretty, the house. Pretty much. Well, look, if anything, if I, if I know anything about building a house, um, it's that it's a very easy thing to do mm. uh, and nothing ever goes wrong. So I'm sure added pressures of materials going missing regularly would have just made the, the owners so happy. Oh, yes. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that. The builders, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the builders, builders would have been very glad that you could at least now do some sick grinds um, on your homemade, yeah. you know, lips. Um, but thanks very much, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Cheers, mate. Legend, bro. Bye. Cheers. Like your work. Oh, thanks, oh, so, thanks. so much, oh, Matt. Always oh, <laughs> like keeping us humble, mate. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Good stuff. I mentioned yesterday, Alex Dyson, I was in Sydney over the weekend. That's right. You and Santa hanging out. Yeah, that's right. As part of the Christmas concert that I was doing with uh, KLP as part of Diver City. And Heatwave hitting um, Sydney over the weekend. Oh my God, I did not feel, I did not envy Santa. I was about to say, how did poor old Santa cope in the jacket? The I tell you what, the- we have got to get a summer uniform for Santa. <laughs> like, it is yeah. out of control. He rocked up in a fire engine. Yeah. Right. So the fires, the engine's gone off, and this thing—it was not some shabby, you know, two-dollar outfit. This yep. was the creme de la creme of Santa outfits. Like it mm-hmm. was thick. It's bro. got that real heavy polyester and velvet. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little walking hungy. Hungy. Don't you know? It's like the New New Zealand uh, meal that they put in the ground. Oh. 
Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooks over hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poor old Santa would have been, he was slow cooking. <laughs> Meat falling off the bone for poor Santa <laughs> when he got out of that suit. Tender. Some of that. Osabuco Santa. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay, we we were we were all over the shop yesterday. We can't we can't keep de- deteriorating into f- nonsensical phrases like "oso buco santa." Okay, yes, it's now going to make a very good title of this podcast. <laughs> but I need you to focus, and we need to get to the point of this story so quickly. Anyway. Do you know why? Oi, I get to, I was, I didn't realize, this is so silly, but I got to the hotel. So we flew from Brisbane to Sydney. I land in the hotel and only then do I look at my backpack and go, geez, that's big. That's a big backpack. Mm. Why is my backpack so big? Y- you packed it, presumably. Well, yeah, but I didn't pack it on the day. I just sort of picked it up. It's like the thing I take with me all the time. Matto Kine having a little bit of a Chappelle Corby moment there with the boogie board bag. Oh, why is why is that so big? <laughs> well, I, I packed my bike helmet. I took my bike helmet with me to Sydney by accident. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this doing in here? Are you kidding me? No. And so, Do you and remember putting it Belinda, in? No, I must have put it in my bag. I don't know what happened in where I was riding my bike. I obviously got home and then put my bike helmet in my backpack for some reason. Where does it usually stay at home? Where do you put it? Like in the garage. So I don't know. Somehow I've put it in my backpack for some... I don't know why. your daughter didn't go, I'm going to pack that. I don't know what happened, man. But the backpack, the, the bike helmet's in there. Suddenly, Belle's putting me on blast. She's going, oh, what'd you bring your bike helmet for? I could have fit a whole loaf of bread in your backpack. Because when we go to Sydney, she buys, she bulk buys this bread that we like. So suddenly we're on the plane home. Yeah. With four loaves of bread, four loaves of junior meesh. Now Belle's getting angry at me because it means we have to carry one less junior meesh home. Because <laughs> I've got a, ba- I took a bike helmet with me to Sydney with no bike. So anyways. <laughs> It made me ask, what have you accidentally packed on holidays? <laughs> Bike helmet. Oh, man. Uh, Jamie said, when I was a kid, I took a banana to Queensland from interstate. I pulled it out of my bag and started eating it once we left the airport. My mum and dad were shocked. I broke the law that says you can't bring in fruit from different states. Yeah, Jamie, oh, no. that's, that's tough. Eating, you know, illegal produce. That's but it pretty... tasted good, though, didn't it, Jamie? That's hey? the thrill. No, but... <laughs> Biosecurity is important. Fruit flies just jumping off it every which way. <laughs> You're munching down this bit of contraband. Well, you got to quickly eat them. You don't want them getting out of there. Don't <laughs> let them jump off the plate. Brayden, I accidentally had a Stanley knife in my carry-on. There and back. Brayden. How did that happen? That's, yeah. Is that allowed? Stanley knife accidentally. Um, Robin said, I brought a pencil case with seven pairs of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I boarded the plane red-faced and scissorless. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, nothing, that is six pairs of scissors too many. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd even say five pairs. Because if at most you're cutting with two, like both hands. You know? Well, maybe like, Robin what? was like a seamstress or something and is like cutting <laughs> material all day every day and seven pairs of scissors in the, in the pencil case. <laughs> that would... That would definitely raise questions when they ask you to unpack the scissors and you just like take out one pair and then another pair. Mary Poppins in there. Another, yeah. 
Ooh, another one. Ooh. <laughs> Producer Bron. Yes, that's right. This is the segment in which we ask our producer Bron to click uh, one or two of the news articles that are obviously vying for our attention. That are beneath us. Yeah, that we don't want to give the media sites the um, the acknowledgement, the the clicks for. Special Tuesday edition. Hello, Bron. Hello. Yes, I did try and get out of it yesterday, but you've just dragged me back in. Well, <laughs> I'm very excited to be going to your house this week. That's still to come. We're organising a time for mm. that to stop it from being haunted. But please, what have you been clicking on this week? So this is from wait, 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 wait. We didn't get to find out what Bron got up to on the weekend. Oh, that is a, a common Because we, we question. usually chat about that. But, um, yeah, what did you get up to on the weekend? That is a staple. I went to the um, NGV, the National Gallery of Victoria, a bit of a high oh, tea. That was nice. Saw a banana gaffer tape to a wall. I saw... No, I didn't see that, actually. Oh, it's part of their big new exhibition. I Even own... Flume took a photo in front of it recently, I saw. Really? Is yeah. it a big banana or just a regular banana? Regular banana taped to a wall. Modern art. That's it. Wow. I only okay. went to the free version of the museum. Ah, uh, no, you have to pay to see the banana. <laughs> I'm assuming. Um, well, maybe, because we we've got to try and unhaunt your house yeah. or make sure haunting, haunting prevention. Mm. You said putting a crucifix up could do that. Maybe a banana taped to a wall. I'm willing to try anything at this point. Comedian is a All 2019 right. artwork by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan. Created an exhibition of three. It appears to a fresh banana affixed to a wall with duct tape. As a work of conceptual art, it consists of a certificate of authenticity, which detailed diagrams and instructions for its proper display. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Comedian? Yeah. It's at the NGV right now, I think. I don't understand what the me- the Comedian link is to banana. You being slip on it. Oh, it's <laughs> funny. It's about... <laughs> well, we uh, yeah, I would think of banana skin on the floor is art, and you'd call that Comedian. <laughs> NGV's blockbuster has arrived, and yes, the banana tape to a wall is here. Um, it's about the joy of exchange. Maurizio will be swarmed with cameras. The work, which is simply a banana gaffer tape to the wall, became an online sensation at Art Basel in Miami in 2019 when Georgian-American artist David Daduna simply took it off the wall and ate it. <laughs> so, Well, there you go, Bron. You should get back to the NGV. Get yourself some free fruit. But anyways... <laughs> Get yourself some artistic potassium, Bron. <laughs> what did you? Uh, what, are, what have you also been clicking? So this is from Seven News. The headline: Aussie driver spills on why she keeps tongs in her car. <laughs> Quotes: It's a genius. Oh, these headlines keep getting better and better at manipulating us. Keeps why tongs. would she keep tongs? I, I think could this be a spider spider removal thing? Huntsman. So you catch that you yeah you see the huntsman behind the yeah. visor. Well, I think you, you wouldn't put away tongs in the car because who's ever tried to catch a huntsman with tongs in your house where the tongs are? <laughs> never. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've never used tongs in my car for anything, so I can't think of anything else. Um, what would it be? Uh, oh, to reach things in the back of the <gasps> to reach Ooh. something that you've dropped on the floor of the back of the in the back seat. Or if you're like, yeah, you take your jumper off the road, or your phone slides down the edge oh! of the seat, and you get oh! tongs to get it out from. Is, Is that, that it? it? You are very, very warm, <gasps> very warm. Oh, oh well, what else? Because that would be? be genius. Have the tongs to just pull that. Because the amount of times when my when I'm sitting in the car with track pants on, you just yep. hear that, yeah, and you go, oh no, <laughs> yep. 
Well, okay, Bron, I can't think of it. What is it? So Brittany Nash from Melbourne posted a TikTok that said she keeps it in her car because it does wonders to grab the car ticket, like the parking ticket, because um, oh. she can never go close enough to reach it. Close enough to reach the parking ticket that comes out. you got to open oh. the door sometimes, lean out of the car yes. and grab it. All righty. Okay. So it's multiple uses for these tongs you could potentially have. Yeah. I wonder if they're just little tongs or the big long barbecue ones. Ooh, really get that Inspector Gadget reach. It'd have, to, it'd have to be long. If you had just a little one, you'd just reach over a little bit more. Maybe. With your Maybe. hand do you reckon? Do you reckon they should hang them over the <laughs> rear vision mirror? Yeah, where does she keep them? Uh, where do you store the tongs? Um, I don't know. It's just lying about, I would say. Would they be in the glove box? Because really, they should rename the glove box something else. Because who puts gloves in there in this day and age? Yeah, they should call it the tong box. The tong box. Mm. For a tong to tong tong tongs. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, Ron, for, for a great click fish. If I ever get a car, because I've never owned a car, but if I get one, I'm going to have tongs in there. Good idea. Well, thank you very much, Ron. We'll see you tomorrow and we'll see you listening Another day too, hopefully tomorrow, because we're going to be back with another episode then. That's the one. Until then, have a very nice day, afternoon, evening, and we'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.